from KQED. From KQED Arts, I'm Sam Musiker with The Do List. And I'm Tomas Riley, poet and arts administrator. Good to have you back on the show, Tomas. So glad you're here. And we have a lot of music to talk about. Let's start with a singer deserving of a wider audience. Getting back to myself takes time. And I'm lost. And I don't know what to do with me. Yeah, I'm lost. But I know that I'll be fine. That's Emily Afton's wonderful, wonderful electro pop. And I, I just find her voice and her songs really charming. She put out her first album, and her songs seem wary of life, but positive, just like the music. And on that song, Lost, she sings, Yeah, I'm lost, but I know I'll be fine. Yeah, fans of the show Riverdale might recognize that piece from season one. It was the atmosphere for one of the more tender moments between Jughead and Betty in episode six. Well, you've been following the Archie Comics TV series on C- on the CW really closely, Tomas. Yeah, my son makes me. Well, anyway, you can catch Emily Afton at Songbird Studios in San Francisco in a performance and lecture about how she makes a song. That's tonight, Friday, March 23rd. And Afton plays The Ritz in San Jose, Saturday, March 24th. That's music from the opening of Ingmar Bergman's Fanny and Alexander. This is Bergman's last feature film. It's a fairy tale about his own childhood and storytelling itself. And I think it's Bergman's warmest film, and his films are not known for being warm. Uh, And it's playing Friday the 23rd tonight at the Pacific Film Archive as part of its year-long Bergman celebration. And we're doing a couple of rep picks here. Tomas, what's yours? Well, I'm going to go with Ferlinghetti, A Rebirth of Wonder at the uh, Corette Auditorium in the main library in San Francisco at March 27th at 6 o'clock. It's a documentary by Chris Felver, and it really tells the story of how Lawrence Ferlinghetti was a true catalyst in so many literary careers and founder of the beat movement itself. That's an NPR recording of Lawrence Brownlee singing an old spiritual in solidarity, he said at the time, with the Black Lives Movement. And we picked that song because Brownlee, who's African-American, is performing a new song cycle that he commissioned, and he wrote two of the songs, with music by the composer Taishan Sori and most of the lyrics by the poet Terrence Hayes, both black men. And I talked to Brownlee by phone, and he said the new songs are about what it means to be black in America in the age of Black Lives Matter. That hopefully 20, 30, 100 years from now, people can pick this piece up and say, you know what, these are some of the questions that we want to ask. This tells my story, and I can feel a sense of power being able to present this and that people can understand us a little bit better in this world that we live. Brownlee was recently nominated for Male Singer of the Year by the International Opera Awards, and just listening to him speak, you know, the fact that he's taking on socially inspired new material is pretty rare in the opera world. San Francisco Performances presents Lawrence Brownlee in a recital with pianist Myra Wang singing Cycles of My Being on March 31st at Herbst Theater in San Francisco.
And that same evening, the musical duo The Living Earth Show will offer a concert featuring five works by artists of color designed to change the mostly white and male repertory of classical music, just as Brownlee is doing. And that's The Living Earth Show doing a concert called Affirmative Action, Saturday, March 31st at the Pro Arts Gallery in Oakland. Rube Goldberg grew up in San Francisco and became a daily cartoonist among the world's most famous in the 30s and 40s. He was known especially for his invention cartoons, which portrayed the most complicated way of doing the simplest things. In fact, uh, Rube Goldberg is an adjective, and that's the definition, a complicated way of doing a simple thing. His drawings feature birds and cats, rockets and fireworks, all hooked together with pulleys and springs to do something like toast some bread. And there's a new show show at the Contemporary Jewish Museum of these invention cartoons and more of Goldberg's work. And Tomas, you and I visited the show. Yeah, definitely. I was really taken by his deep sense of satire in the machine drawings themselves. Um, When I was the director of the experience at the Children's Creativity Museum, we'd host these regular events for kids to create their own Goldberg machines just to study innovation and chain reaction. So I was surprised to learn that Goldberg's intention behind all the complicated machines was really an attempt to demonstrate how machines themselves only keep us further removed from the simplicity of our own lives. That's really interesting. And we met Jennifer George, Goldberg's granddaughter, who helped organize the exhibition. And she mentioned uh, what her grandfather himself had said toward the end of his life about those invention drawings. He said, they're really not machines. They're really satirical representations of progressive nothing, which is very Dada. I mean, it's very like out there. Yeah, and in the 40s, Goldberg took up political cartooning and won the Pulitzer for a cartoon showing a little house with a picket fence balanced on a giant atomic bomb tipping into a pit labeled World Destruction. That's also in the museum show. And again, granddaughter George told us how timely it looks right now. I think he was smart enough, visionary enough to know that man's desire for efficiency and ability to use technology might not be to our advantage. Yeah, that was the cartoon that actually caught my eye as well. So the the art of Rube Goldberg continues at the Contemporary Jewish Museum through July 8th. Really fun for kids. We're a little obsessed with Diana Gameros here at KQED Art. She's a singer and terrific guitarist from Ciudad Juarez in Mexico. And our producer, Kelly Whalen, profiled her in a video, and she's a KQED woman to watch. And we love her because she sings traditional music like rancheras so beautifully, but she also makes them really fresh again. Yeah, the Anaga Meadows is a voice that I can never get enough of, and like you said, these new arrangements of Mexican classics just have the power to hypnotize. She plays at St. Cyprian's in San Francisco Saturday night with the singer-songwriter Megan Kelly opening for the show. And if you can't make that, you can get Gametos for free at the, as part of the Yerba Buena Gardens Festival Sunday, May 6th at 1 p.m. And Tomas Gameros is playing at Yerba Buena Gardens with the amazing all-woman mariachi quartet, Flor de Toluache, who I saw last week at the Fox Theater, and they were so great, and that concert is free. And here's something new from Skating Polly. I'm the face of the boardwalk I'm gonna think myself silly till I'm not 
That's the stepsisters of Skating Polly, Peyton Big Horse, and Kelly Mayo, with brother Curtis Mayo on drums. It's very much a family affair. And they just make a powerful sound. They call it ugly pop. But to me, their music is more like punk poetry because the songs are just great. The lyrics are great, and they're so young to be so wise. Kelly's just 17, Polly's 22. Yeah, I had a chance to dive into some of their other music, and it's interesting to hear what, to me, sounds like a confluence of folk and fuzzed-out distorted guitars. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd go there with the poetry comparison, especially when they shy away from hooks and choruses in favor of telling a good story. Yeah, Skating Polly plays the Independent in San Francisco March 27th, and we have time for shout-outs to Moscow first. Well, this is looking ahead a little, but I'm really excited about the U Speaks Teen Poetry Grand Slam Finals on April 14th at the Norse Theater. This is an event that usually sells out every year, so now is the time to start looking for tickets at youthspeaks.org. Yeah, and I'm really curious about a one-man show from Richard Fouts called The Birthday Lottery. And it's about the way the Vietnam draft changed the lives of so many men in my generation. Uh, my number was 315, by the way. At a time when there was a universal draft, the play is at Z Space in San Francisco, March 29th through April 1st. And thanks, Tomas Riley, so much for co-hosting the show. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be here, Cy. Thank you. Come to the Do List online for the where and when on all the shows we talked about. And we post a podcast of the show every week with lots of extra stuff. Please sign up. Tomas, how do we follow you on social? Oh, you can find me at YoFulio on Twitter. I'm Cy Musiker. Follow me on Twitter at CyrusKQED. Yeah, tonight.